This is the Bates Bobcast, our weekly podcast where we take a look at the week that was in Bates Athletics. My name is Aaron Morris, and this week we recap the football team's CBB championship. We also talk with our Bobcats of the week, quarterback Patrick Dugan and women's cross-country runner Julia Fisher. We take an in-depth look at the return of Bates men's basketball. It's coming sooner than you think. All that and more coming up on the Bates Bobcast. The Bates football team shut out Bowden by a score of 31 to nothing on senior day at Garcelon Field this past Saturday. The win is huge because it clinches back-to-back outright CBB series titles for the Bobcats. The last time they accomplished that feat was 1966 and 1967. The senior class is the first Bates senior class in modern history to win three CBB outright titles in four years. Shortly after, the Bobcats raised the trophy and sang the fight song. We caught up with some of the stars of the game, starting with senior wide receiver Mark Riley. So, senior day, you get a fade route for a touchdown. How'd that play develop? Uh, you know, I just kind of burned him uh, and looked up, and the ball was right in my hands. It was a beautiful throw, and uh, couldn't ask for a better ball. You were very involved in the offense today. Was that part of the game plan coming in? Uh, yeah, we kind of we put in those screen plays uh, earlier this week, so we hit those uh, very early on and uh, got like 10 yards on each. So, you know, it just kept working for us. And So, yeah, we were just trying to win. Did you feel like you took Bowden by surprise with how much you threw it? Uh, yeah, I think we did. We were, you know, they were putting a lot of guys in the box, and uh, we saw that, and we passed, and it worked out for us. And how cool is this in front of, you know, a big crowd on your senior day to get the big victory over the rival? It's amazing. Uh, probably wouldn't want to go out any other way. Shut out at home. Um, you know, couldn't ask for anything else. It's amazing. And then your brother, was, was he at this game? He was, yep. He was. <laughs> And, Rooting uh, for the Bowcats? Yeah, he was. And <laughs> his roommate in college is a coach for Bowden, too. So I uh, saw him after the game, but, you know, it, it was good. <laughs> and then I guess, you know, in terms of making that history, we talked about before, you're the first senior class in the modern era to win it outright three times. What does that mean to you personally? Uh, it's quite an accomplishment, I think. I mean, we proved uh, to be a good class, and we've got three under, under us now, and we hope to pass it on to the young guys and uh, keep the tradition going for us. All right. All thanks right, so thanks much. much. Congrats. Riley finished the game with five catches for 93 yards and a touchdown. We also chatted with junior defensive back Trevor Lyons immediately following the win. His pick six sealed the victory in the third quarter. So uh, another pick six. I guess it's going to be starting to be a habit for you. I mean, I'm hoping. Uh, you know, we knew we liked the quick stuff just like Colby did last week. And uh, saw the QB looking that way. I read it and uh, was playing aggressive and jumped it. And then what was, it, what was your reaction when you realized you had nothing but green in front of you? Yeah, I mean, I just kept running. <laughs> I mean, I saw someone put a block in front of me. I didn't think I was going to get in, but, you know, just put my head down when we saw the end zone. And the defense as a whole, a shutout today. What do you attribute to that success? Well, I mean, it was a full team effort today. D-line got pressure. Linebackers stopped the run. Secondary locked down the pass. And it was just a full team effort. And first time Coach Kempton said we've had a shutout here in a while. 
and a very physical effort, it seemed like, right? Yeah, I mean, baseball game is always physical rivalry game. Um, you know, it was for the CBB. So we knew it was going to be a physical game, and, you know, we came out and conquered. And how nice it is to keep that trophy for another year. Yeah, it feels good. Uh, you know, two our seniors this year have uh, been bone all four years, won the CBB three times, and uh, that's the first time in the modern era that they've ever done it. So truly got to attribute them, uh, this game to them. All right, thanks so much. Congrats. On Monday, we sat down with head coach Mark Harriman, and he emphasized that there is no concern about a letdown this week against Hamilton because of the great focus the team has shown all year. That's probably been the most enjoyable part of, of this season for me, and I think that I'd speak for the whole coaching staff when I say this, is that these guys have come out each and every day. I, I, we literally have not had a bad practice. Uh, you know, we, Some are better than others, certainly, but we've never had a bad one. And these guys come back every week, and they're excited to be out there and, and do a great job with their focus and, and preparation. And, and you know, I, it, it's become an expectation, and, and it's, it's certainly something that we'll talk about tonight. But I'm not, I'm not too concerned about it. I really think this is a special group from that standpoint, and they'll, they'll be ready to go. Make sure you stick with the Bates Athletics website, athletics.bates.edu, for complete coverage of the Bobcats' noon kickoff this Saturday at Hamilton. Volleyball competed in the NESCAC tournament over the weekend, but fell 3-0 to Bowdoin in the quarterfinals on Friday. We talked with head coach Melissa Duran to wrap up the 2015 season. All right, coach, a tough one, obviously, against Bowdoin today. You just played them the other week. Yeah. Uh, did that end up being to your disadvantage? You kind of, they had a scouting report on you, or how do you think that ended up working? I, I think, you know, at the time, in hindsight, maybe it wasn't to our advantage in regards to, you know, Bowdoin saw us, we took a great shot at them, and I think it really woke Bowdoin up to what Bates is capable of. Um, I thought it was going to be great for us to go in and have that confidence to know that yes, you can. This is the best team in our conference. You can play with the best team in our conference. Let's make some some adjustments on offense that we thought would really help us out, and um, it just wasn't able to come to fruition. So at the time, I thought it was going to be an advantage. I, you know, looking back on it, I think maybe it just, you know, really was an advantage for Bowden to to get that view on us. What was the atmosphere like in the locker room after this one? It was very somber, you know. None of us wanted our season to be over, and I think it, it's it's more that we're just such a close-knit group, and we just enjoy each other, and they're so happy together. I think it's really just sad that we didn't put on kind of the display that we wanted to put on that we're capable of, but more just sadness that we won't get to be together on Monday at 4.30. It's somber, but, you know, as more minutes pass and more minutes pass, I think they'll be able to kind of step back and see that our season as a whole was a step in the right direction, and, and they'll appreciate that eventually. Now, off-season, you can't really interact with them very much. They kind of have to work on their own. What are you going to emphasize the last time you talked to them before the off-season, what they need to focus on to get better? I think the focus is going to be really less about volleyball and more so just about the physical, the, the fitness part of it, the strength, the conditioning, the speed work, things like that. Um, you know, the top teams in our conference really, they adhere to this program all the other weeks out of the year and we have to start to get in that mindset that if we want to compete at this top level like we want to do that the other 42 weeks out of the year have to be just as important and so the strength and conditioning piece and getting stronger getting faster is going to be the most important thing of what we do here going forward overall happy with the season excited about what's lying ahead absolutely absolutely you know and I think that's sometimes kind of kind of hard to recognize an hour after perhaps you didn't put on the performance you wanted to but if I can really 
step away and be realistic, then then yes, I am. We we definitely did some very good things that I think we can build on. I think it was good enough to give us see those glimpses of greatness, and I think it was also almost had our off moments enough to make us realize, make us hungry for everything else coming. All right, Coach, thanks so much. You're welcome. Now it's time to talk to our Bobcats of the Week. Our male Bobcat of the Week is senior quarterback Patrick Dugan. He ran for career-high 138 yards and also completed nearly 70% of his passes in the big win over Bowdoin on Saturday. Patrick, first of all, you're from Massachusetts. I understand you ran a little bit of the option in high school, and so how did the you know, playing in high school in the option system and then coming here kind of prepare you for the transition to college? Um, I would say uh, playing in high school, I played in like a similar kind of read offense. Um, and I'd say just kind of the attention to detail with, with my footwork and kind of processing a couple of things at once um, were, the, were the biggest things and helped me translate uh, here at Bates. Well, and then you're from Massachusetts. So you came up here for school up at the Maine. What prompted you to make the move up here to Bates for college? Um, I mean, when I came up here on my visit, I really liked the coaches to begin with. I mean, I was greeted here, my dad and I, uh, by Coach Kempton, I remember, and then I had a, a good kid take me around, and, and then uh, the next day I met with Coach Harriman, and we sat down and kind of talked everything over, and it just really made sense. But, I mean, first and foremost, kind of my visit here was was good just because of the group of guys here. I mean, I meshed well with them, and everyone kind of made me feel like I was – already a part of the team so I was like this is a spot for me definitely. Now you've kind of had a long journey to where you are now you were supposed to be the start as a sophomore but you got hurt so that kind of hurt those plans basically and then you played a few games last year and now this year you've been the start of the whole season kind of give the people kind of an idea of what that journey's been like for you. Uh yeah <laughs> it's funny yeah journey is definitely a good way to describe it I mean I just say that this this program just kind of toughens you up mentally I mean physically too but I think I just kind of kept my kept my nose to the grindstone and just kind of kept plugging away and and doing what I needed to do in order to get back my senior year and, and help the team do well. So yeah. What was the biggest challenge kind of you experienced along the way? Biggest challenge along the way. Um, I mean I don't know. I, I kind of just put one foot in front of the other and, and took it one step at a time. I mean I didn't I didn't really reflect too much about my injuries. It's kind of just a part of the game and and you gotta just keep keep going and keep grinding away and hopefully it all works out in the end you know and then senior day it definitely worked out you had a career high in rushing you threw the ball well also I mean how gratifying was that to have it all come together there on senior day yeah it was definitely gratifying I mean we talked about it just now in the team room I mean just honestly just real real fun day just because of the whole the team effort I mean the defense played unbelievable the offense played unbelievable we had great special teams so I think just all three facets going into the into the win just really made it that much more satisfying, and I uh, just, you know, I was just really happy to be a part of it. It was great to be on the field helping out. And then obviously it is an option offense, but you do have a first team All NESCAC wide receiver there. That must be nice with Riley. Yeah, oh, it's great. Yeah, Mark's Mark definitely makes it a little easier. I mean, we started off, you know, kind of running the rock, doing what we do, but it's great to have him on the outside as just that option to to get big chunks of yards at once and obviously score touchdowns as well. Now, to run heavy offense like this, how do you develop chemistry with your receivers, such as Mark? Um, well, we we kind of uh, we go over it in practice as well. I mean, we have a period every day called Skelly where we run routes on the uh, scout team's defense, and so that really helps us kind of like mesh well as a uh, as a group. And yeah, I mean, we practice well, so 
And then I, I probably in the past you did you probably ran scout team a little bit. And now you're, you're not you don't have to do that anymore, right? <laughs> yeah, no, not anymore. I've I've uh, I've definitely taken the backseat on scout. I did enjoy it though when I did it. It's fun. <laughs> And then, obviously, you know, Bates, an elite academic institution. How have you balanced throughout your four years here the football workload and also academics? Yeah, it's been tough. I mean, I love football, so it's been tough kind of keeping a good balance. But I think I've done a good job. And, again, it's just like this program definitely helps you uh, prepare well for that type of workload, you know, off the field and the workload on the field. So I appreciate, appreciate the football program for that, yeah. And then, obviously, you're a senior. And you've got one more game left here at Hamilton, but the future's coming up. What's your plans for after college? After college, I mean, yeah, I've kind of put the whole, the whole find a job thing in the backseat <laughs> for the fall just because I was focused on football in, in school, really. But I hope to do something related to uh, real estate and, and hopefully stick around in the greater Boston area. I mean, I've lived here all my life, so that would be best-case scenario for me. So somewhere in New England, then? Yeah, definitely New England. I love New England, yeah. All right, Patrick Dugan, our male Bobcat of the Week. Thanks so much. Thank you. Our female Bobcat of the Week is senior women's cross-country runner Julia Fisher. Fisher led the Bobcats to an eighth-place finish in the ECAC Division Three cross-country championships on Saturday. Fisher finished 32nd out of 311 runners. With that performance, Fisher secures a spot as the alternate for the Bobcats in the upcoming NCAA Regionals. Julia Fisher. Our female Bobcat of the Week. Top finisher at the ECAC uh, meet this past weekend. What really worked for you out there on the course? Um, I guess at that meet I was just feeling good. Um, it was an interesting course, the sort of course that just keeps you sort of engaged in the race. And then it just worked out well with having people around me to work with during the race. And you mentioned the course was interesting. Could you elaborate on that? Interesting, meaning that there were definitely flat stretches that allowed you to sort of recover and relax, but there are also some sort of nice rolling hills, but not anything too insanely steep. Yeah. And did that suit your style of running? Usually I'm more um, suited to flatter courses, but um, this course ended up working out well, yeah. And then obviously with the regionals coming up, uh, obviously that's the big meet for you guys. What are you most looking forward to about that? Well, for regionals, I'm the alternate. Um, so I'm going to, well, I'm really excited to get to watch everyone because I haven't seen them run like, for this whole season, basically, because I'm always in the race with them. Yeah. And so the, AC, the ECAC was a chance for you to kind of really shine because others were taking the week off. Is that right? Yes, that's true. The um, the top seven that are going to regionals took the week off, and then the second seven went to ECACs. Yeah. So you're a, you're a senior here, and then um, but you're from Philadelphia. So what first prompted you to come up to Maine here for college debates? Well, I looked at a lot of small liberal arts schools, and they had a lot of similarities, certainly, but some things stood out about Bates. One slightly cliche and maybe what everyone says but everyone was really friendly when I came here and that actually really did influence my choice to come here rather than another um, academically similar school. And obviously you were all academic the last two falls and then um, so what what's your area of study what are you looking to do after college? So I'm a biology major interested in the ecology side of things rather than the medical side I'm doing my thesis looking at um, plant physiology 
and water transport in red maples and oaks. So um, after college, I'm planning on taking a year or two off and then going to grad school to continue those studies. And so biology, what prompted you to get involved with that? So I initially came to Bates thinking environmental studies, but then realized I wanted sort of the more science-based version of that. How are you able to balance, you know, the heavy workload when it comes to running as well as, you know, academics? So I have always felt like, yes, running is a definitely a huge time commitment, but something I love doing. It's in a way my organized free time and it definitely helps me relax and helps with any stress or other things so really it's well worth doing the athletics. So it kind of complements the studying well. Yes yeah. And then um, just thoughts on I mean the ECACs and what you're looking forward to in terms of the team and the possibility of um, the team qualifying for nationals perhaps. We're having a really good season this year. Um, Nationals, I don't know, it would definitely be a stretch, um, but it would be really exciting if we did. Well, we'll see what happens. Thanks so much, and congratulations again on being the Bobcat of the Week. All right, thank you. Speaking of cross-country, this upcoming weekend is a huge one for the men's and women's teams as they compete in the NCAA Regionals in Waterford, Connecticut. The Regionals will determine which teams or individuals qualify for the upcoming NCAA Championships. Now it's time for our featured interview of the week, Bates men's basketball head coach John Furbush and senior captain Mike Bornazian. Mike, Midnight Madness coming up here on Wednesday. I think, believe you're one of the organizers of it. So I saw the Facebook event. So give the fans a little idea of what they can expect at Midnight Madness, 8 o'clock here on Wednesday. Yes, sir. So uh, we're really excited because um, we're going to be doing things like a dunk contest. We're going to have a three-point contest in which uh, each player and shooter is going to be able to pick two fans from the stands to um, be a rebounder and a passer. We're going to have a uh, fan half-court shot for a chance to win some gear. Like We're going to pick up the five fans for that. And then um, we even got some guys on this campus that don't play basketball that claim they're high flyers. So if anyone wants to hop in the dunk contest and show us that they got what it takes, then they're more than welcome to do that too. So it's going be a great event that should be a lot of fun again that's eight o'clock on wednesday if fans want to check out here at alumni gymnasium and and coach obviously you you lose your point guard from last year Safford to graduation he was a leading scorer mike's obviously the returning leading scorer but how how do you replace a guy like that uh, who's some of the leading candidates to be the point guard this year possibly sure sure um you can't really replace graham Safford, but i think what it will make this team unique is that we'll be different we'll run some different offense uh, i think that we have uh, two really good point guards that have been fulfilling that role this fall, and uh, they're still battling it out to figure out who's going to start in game one. I think they'll probably split time. Uh, they both have valuable arguments, and that's sophomore Sean Strickland and junior Jerome Darling. Um, but uh, I think that because of you know losing Safford, we're doing different things on offense that I think will enable us to be successful this year. And every year we, we look at our personnel, and so it's not always going to be the same system. we got to go with what we have, and, and I think so we'll make an alteration this year based on uh, those point guards. And Mike, obviously returning lean scorer here, kind of a swingman type role for you. How do you see your role evolving from last year to this year possibly? Um, I mean, I think last year um, – Graham just did a great job of setting the tone, and uh, a lot of times I was able to um, 
get shots because of the space that he created. And I think that by learning those lessons this year, it's going to be great because um, we're going to be able to run a lot of different things, as Coach said, and uh, everybody's going to have, like, you know, the equal opportunity to shine. Like, our offense has a lot of uh, opportunities for everyone to showcase their talents. So um, I think it's just I think it's just going to be a good experience for everybody to do whatever. It's going to be a little bit different, but everyone's going to get the chance. Other headliners on this team include the Delpesh twins. Um, I talked to Clayton Spencer, the president. She pointed them out as being some of her favorites. So what do they bring to the table? Well, they bring some athleticism to Division Three basketball that not many programs have. And so uh, what I think people don't recognize as much is that they are very good defensive players. I mean, they're, they're incredible communicators on the floor. They call screens out. They're as good um, defenders in ball screen defense as I ever have coached. And, uh, you know, obviously the above the rim things don't don't hurt. So um, they're, they're going to be a huge role for us this year. We're expecting them to bring a little more offense to the table. We're trying to get inside a little bit more. Uh, but they're incredible kids. They're sponges. They work hard. And hopefully we can see some progress on the offensive side of the ball this year. Now, I'm curious for you personally, obviously, when you were first hired, one of the youngest head coaches in all Division Three, I believe, and so you've been you know, evolving as a head coach. What are some lessons you've learned over the past few years as a head coach that you've applied to you know, this upcoming season? Sure. Uh, patience comes to mind. I think when I first got the job, I thought we could win the whole thing, and it was an easy correction, but I think the, the culture that we've established has taken all of seven years to get to this point, and uh, I'm going to continue to be patient, and, and it's it's – you know, we've talked a lot about last season, but I just want to compare this group of guys to how they were yesterday. I can't, they're not the same as last year's team. It's a new team. So I'm just trying to be patient and realize that this team right now in November isn't going to be as good as our team was last March. So as long as they're better than they were yesterday, that's all I can ask for and keep them focused every day. And, Mike, I'm curious, obviously, the NESCAC, a tough conference, right? I mean, you guys met Trinity, a fellow NESCAC team in the Sweet 16 last year. Uh, how did the NESCAC kind of prepare you for your NCAA tournament run in terms of the level of play? I think it's great because I honestly don't think there's a better conference in the country than the NESCAC. And I think when you get to the NCAA tournament, I mean, you see some other teams from around the country that have great records and that are good, but they don't face the competition that we do on a daily basis. So I think when you get to the situation where we played a team like St. Vincent or Stockton, um, I don't think they were quite ready for us because game in and game out, any NESCAC team is capable of beating any other and the level of talent is great. So. Now, you're team captain. Uh, what are some of the responsibilities additional that come with that? Um, well, I'm team captain along with uh, Josh Britton and Mike Newton. Um, and us three have been working together just to, you know, make sure practice is organized. Coach uh, coach got us with some senior duties. Like, we carry the waters. We bring the <laughs> balls up. You know, you're never too old to do the little things. Um, but just making sure the guys are focused on a daily basis. Uh, it's imperative that we're ready to go every single day. And being that we start two weeks later than the rest of the teams in the country, then like we have to be ready to go. We don't have time to waste. So um, every single day, just making sure the guys are locked in and we work hard and always improving. So you guys do start later. What does that change things at all? Uh, yeah, it's, it's, uh, we have a late start date and we can't have any scrimmages. So the, the tricky part with that is getting them game ready. Um, and again, I, I just think I have to be patient because there's so many things that I want to put in from an X's and O's standpoint. We just don't have the time to do that. So uh, prioritizing what values that we need to get in place for the, for the first game uh, are always a challenge because personnel changes year to year. Um, so I know we're going to see a lot of zone defense in the first game, and quite honestly, we've only had about one practice when we worked on our zone offense. So uh, we got two weeks to figure it out, but it's certainly challenging managing time. It's not like we can just have, you know, you know, individual workouts every day. We gotta we gotta really lock in and. 
figure out what's important on a daily basis. So what adjustments are made on offense depending on if you're seeing a zone or a man-to-man? We're still going to emphasize getting the ball inside. I think in our man offense, we want to go inside. We believe that when the ball gets in, either into the post or off the bounce, great shots are coming from that possession. Uh, same within zone. I think if teams are zoning us, they obviously don't want to get the ball inside, and we're still going to emphasize getting the ball in there. So it'll be a similar concept, but maybe a different set to get to that position. Now, Mike, for maybe a fan who has not been, maybe a first year, has not been to alumni gymnasium for a men's basketball game, what is that atmosphere like? It's like nothing I've ever experienced prior to coming to Bates. Um, the energy is just electric. Week in and week out, we have consistently proven that we have the best fans in the NESCAC. Very rarely can I hear myself think. And, uh, you know, it's just like someone makes a big shot, big play, takes a charge, whatever the situation may be, or one of the twins catch a dunk on a fast break. I mean, the place just erupts. And last year was just incredible. It was literally the best season I've ever had in my life. Well, there you go. I think that's a good way to end it. It should be a great year this upcoming season. Uh, Coach and Mike, thanks so much for joining us here on the Bates Bobcast. Next time on the Bates Bobcast, we'll wrap up the football season and tell you how the cross-country teams did at regionals. Expect more winter sports previews as well. Next time on the Bates Bobcast. Bates, Bates, my